0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Julie R. And I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, October 18th, the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book and we are on page 159, starting with the third paragraph, a year and six months later. We'll be reading through two paragraphs, ending with, when next he stumbled. Comments will be on all. Today's readers are, Lisa B., Mora Z., and Janice M. The share ID for Tuesday, October 17th, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time Meeting is 10,552. For the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time Meeting, it is 10,554. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Alexis H. to read the 12 steps. Alexis, press star 1 to unmute.
1: Am I coming through clearly? Yes, you are. This is Alexis H., a compulsive overeater in Michigan. i these are the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for the opportunity to service. Thank
0: you very much, Alexis H. And I will now ask Danis M. to read the 12 Traditions.
2: Well, good morning everyone, my name is Janice M and I'm a grateful recovered, compulsive overeater. These are the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group, conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose. To carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group are to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, all anonymous should remain, ever, Rather than promotion, we need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass.
0: Thank you, Janice And I need to make a correction for the SHARE ID. Um, For the 7 a.m. meeting on October 17th, it's 10,554, and for the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting, it is 10,556. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 159 with the third paragraph, a year and six months later, We will be reading through two paragraphs that end when next he stumbled. I will now ask Lisa
3: B. to begin reading.
4: Good morning. This is Lisa B.,
0: a recovered
4: compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. A year and six months later, these three had succeeded with seven more. Seeing much of each other, scarce an evening passed that someone's home did not shelter a little little gathering of men and women happy in their release and constantly thinking how they might present their discovery to some newcomer. In addition to these casual get-togethers, it became customary to set apart one night a week for a meeting to be attended by anyone or everyone interested in a spiritual way of life. Aside from fellowship and sociability, the prime object was to provide a time and place where new people might bring their problems. Outsiders became interested. One man and his wife placed their large home at the disposal of this strangely assorted crowd. This couple had since become so fascinated that they have dedicated their home to the work. Many a distracted wife has visited this house to find loving and understanding companionship among women who knew their problem, to hear from the lips of their husbands what had happened to them, to be advised how their own wayward mate might be hospitalized and approached, When next he stumbled well um, this is a a really nice reading and what jumps out for me is uh, um, well they've succeeded you know they have succeeded with the message of depth and weight and that's why they have now more people that are coming you know with them seven more but they did talk about many failures but the people that are wanting this message of depth and weight they are um, forming groups now, so seeing much of each other, they're happy and they're released, and that's a really important word for me, release. It means allow or enable to escape from confinement, set free, and I always felt uh, confined with this illness of compulsive overeating, and the mental aspect, the spiritual aspect, you know, um, were really what brought me to my bottom, the spiritual bottom, and the mental and emotional pain from this illness. Um, so they're happy in their release and, and they're constantly thinking how they might present their discovery to some newcomer. And in the paragraph before that we read yesterday, you know, they talked about how although they knew that they, they must carry the message in order to stay um, sober, that the, the happiness is really what they found in giving of themselves. So it really didn't become a chore. It's just, it's such a joy that's coming from the heart, you know. Um, and then also uh their discovery, excuse me, I just was coughing in their discovery um you know that's a really vital thing, this message of depth and weight. I have to remember it's a spiritual remedy through the steps, and it's about the physical allergy that Dr. Silkworth presented on entire abstinence so that's that's what that's what their vital discovery that they're sharing and then um The spiritual way of living, you know, it's a program of attraction and other people see it, uh, not just addicts and alcoholics and compulsive overeaters, you know, other people see it. Other people are affected in our community. They see it in us. So that's what they're talking about. Outsiders become interested. It's a kinder way of living. I don't have those sharp edges. You know, my heart is not so hardened and other people see it. It's, um, it's nicer to be around, you know, that kind of energy. And, you know, it reminds me of in Bill's story, he says that we meet frequently so that newcomers may find the fellowship they seek. And that's what I need to remember, you know, but every day I'm like a newcomer. I crave that that fellowship too. But what comes out for me where it says where new people might bring their problems, it's I get a little funny with that only because I don't want to be a life coach, you know. So I try to relate it to the big book always and um, I just try to bring solution into the big book and then um, also where it says here when the wives are talking and it says that how her own wayward mate might be hospitalized and approached when next he stumbled what uh, jumped out for me is in the doctor's opinion you know he talks about that often a hospital uh, procedure is required before psychological measures can be of maximum benefit. So again, it's that we need to be totally clear of the substance before these, um, the spiritual remedy can be, can be presented. So with that, I pass, thank you.
0: Thank you, Lisa B. And I'd like to let everybody know that we're on page 159, starting with the third paragraph, a year and six months later, reading through two paragraphs And if we can just say our name once so that I can make sure that I I catch everybody's name. And who would like to share on these two paragraphs? Harlan G. Kim G. Harlan Kim.
2: Janice M.
0: Janice M.
2: Nessa R.
0: Nessa R.
3: Larry K. Vasa O. Chrissy G.
0: Bossa oh, and Chrissy G. Let's stop right there. Great. Awesome. Harlan G. and then Kim G. Thank you.
5: Thank you, Julie. And thank you to Team Wednesday for making this magnificent meeting possible. When I read this paragraph, because every day that I do share and I try not to share every day, I always say thank you to team whatever day it is and thank you for making this meeting possible. But every time I am here and every time I am at my face-to-face meeting at the North Scottsdale Fellowship Club, I stand on the shoulders of giants. Let's take a look at this paragraph. A year and six months later, that's 18 months of slugging it out amidst failure after failure after failure. These three had succeeded with seven more. There was 10 of them in the world of sobriety, 10 people. They didn't have a website. They didn't have a phone meeting. They didn't have a convention. They didn't have uh, all the stuff we have today, seeing much of each other. That's to say the least, because when they needed to do a 10-step, this was the height of the depression. What some of these guys would do is they would get in the car and bring their family over, and if they came to the Dotsons or they came to the Smiths or they came to whomever, They were invited in as if they were mishpacha. The the Yiddish word of the day is mishpacha. What does it mean? It means family. They were welcomed in as if they were the dearest of dear friends because they clung to each other. Now, here's some of the most ignored information in the big book. It says here, in addition to these casual get-togethers, it became customary to set apart one night a week. Wait, I skipped something here. Sorry. Uh, sorry, evening past at someone's home did not shelter a little gathering of men and women happy in their release and constantly thinking how they might present their discovery to some newcomer. In other words, they didn't have a meeting where they said, oh, Joe won't stop picking his nose. Oh, Fred said this. Oh, Sam said this. No, these were life and death things. They were presenting their discovery. What was their discovery? Their discovery was the spiritual awakening as the result of the steps so that these other drunks might achieve sobriety, in addition, not in a place of, in addition to these casual get-togethers, became customary to set apart one night a week for a meeting to be attended by anyone or everyone interested in a spiritual way of life. Aside from fellowship and sociability, the prime object was to provide a time and place where the new people might bring their problems. Now, we misinterpret that a lot of times as saying, oh, boo-hoo, I don't have a date for Saturday night. Oh, poor me, I don't have a lot of money. Oh, poor me. No, that's not what this is about. We bring our mess to a sponsor and our message of hope to a meeting. This is not a forum of boo-hooing. Outsiders became interested. One man and his wife placed their large home at the disposal of this strangely assorted crowd. This is T. Henry and Clarice Williams in Akron, Ohio. And T. Henry and Clarice were not alcoholics, but took an extreme interest in alcoholics and in opening their home to the Oxford group meetings. Remember, this was before the split occurred. So the, the, the Williamses had opened up their house. This couple, the Williamses, has become so fascinated that they have dedicated their home to the work. And then when they made the split, this was very hard to leave the Williamses, but they knew eventually right. that they would have to make the split. And this is a home where people could find hope. With that outcast, thanks. Thank you,
0: Harlan D. Kim G. followed by Janice M.
6: Good morning, Julie. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovery compulsive overeater from South Jersey. And basically, I'm going to tell you what my personal experience is in a way, which kind of dovetails to exactly what Harlan was talking about. You know, the things that jump out at me here is a gathering of men and women happy in their release and that they are interested in a spiritual way of life. You know, I came into OA in 1994. Um, there was a Friday night meeting that had well over 100 people in it, um, and we, everyone was united, but they were united on a food plan and on tools only. And I have to tell you, that meeting last five, ten years has almost closed. They're lucky if they got five people until recently, just as a precursor, they turned to a big book meeting and suddenly they're growing, ironic. Um, I've had the same home group for like the 20-something years I've been in OA. It's always been a big book meeting. But what we did in the 90s and in the early 2000s and up to the last five years is we would read only the stories. We'd read the stories for 20 minutes, and then we'd have open sharing. Often people didn't come until, after the, until the open sharing started because people just wanted to talk about their day. Everyone would say, well, I need to get current. And basically what that was was just airing resentments. You know, the common saying back then is that you share it or wear it. You're as sick as your secrets. So basically, it was a coffee clutch meeting. And I have to tell you, if just talking about my problems would have gotten me recovered, i never needed to go to OA. I spent many a night in all you can eat buffets complaining about my life and complaining about being a compulsive overeater. Now, almost seven years ago, I recovered from compulsive overeating. And I did that because I, I was in bed bound um, with an injury, and I called into a phone meeting, and I heard a clear message through the big book. Specifically, I heard a description of my problems. And that propelled me into into action. I personally had to go to AA meetings my first year, which I still attend, because I wasn't hearing that message of death and weight in Overeaters Anonymous. But let me tell you, when my home group switched over four or five years ago to a page-by-page big book study, at that point that meeting was four or five people at the most, and it continues to grow. Why? Because we're now a meeting that is interested in the spiritual way of life, and people are getting recovered. My meeting has a reputation. If you, want, if, you don't want to, if you want to sit and relapse, don't go to that Sunday morning meeting because they're going to make you do some work. And I have to tell you, I'm very grateful to have that reputation. And last Sunday, I had to go to the bathroom really bad, and I ran out of that meeting as soon as it finished. And when I came out of that bathroom all the way down the hall, I could hear the laughter. I could hear people um, in their joy. And when I, I worked with someone after the, after the meeting and we're in the hospital, And when I was walking out, I saw groups of twos and threes of people working together. And an hour and a half after I finished working with my sponsee, I saw still people in that hospital working with people. What a joy this way of life is. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Kim G. Janice M. followed by Nessa R.
2: Well, thank you. And thank you. Good morning to everyone. My name is Janice M. And I'm a grateful recovered, compulsive overeater. Yeah, history in the making, isn't it something? Um, these people, you know, started with one recovered person, alcoholic, and then it went to three, and then it went to seven more, which made ten. And look where we are today with these same principles. Not, But, however, it grew at a small snail pace then, but still. Like it was said, they stuck together to bring the message. And then when the book came into being, then of course it started to flourish. All right, so now it says scarcely an evening passed because they stuck together. So that's like us, you know, I kind of related to us today here in this group, a vision for you really really do we have do we miss a day most of us that are real committed to this meeting because we're sticking together we can always learn and we're very happy and you know some people will criticize and say oh you know they i don't know what they're preaching or why they're so happy and you know in the in the chapter for the wives i love this saying that you know we may seem to lecture and advice, and, oh, you know, she seems like she's telling us what to do. But we may seem to lecture. But, you know, we are so happy that we have found a solution. A a solution to what? To all our problems, because we found a relationship with the higher power to solve all our problems. That's why we're so happy, and we want to kind of, we know we can't, but we want to share this so that you people so me, when I was coming in, so that I won't have to go through the same uh, difficulties that went before me. But, you know, we can't prevent it. But that's why we're happy. Um, you know, if you haven't found a solution yet, you know, we're trying to, to help. We're not trying to lecture or tell you what to do. Thank God I have the care and direction of this uh, group and the, my higher power. And, you know, that was the discovery. Um because, you know, this is like a hobby for us. I mean, to keep alive, naturally, because um, we don't have to do this. A lot of us are retired. A lot of us are still working. And we still do it. Because, you know, we're learning all the time of the spiritual. And then this is how Al-Anon came into being. Because women, families, wives, husbands would gather together, to, to like it says here. So they knew of the problem. And they were getting information like we do from others in the program, in this group, especially um, for me, on the phone um, on how maybe I can escape that. I can escape it. When I first came in, I, I saw a woman. She was my first picture of a woman. She looked beautiful. She was thin. And then as soon as she opened her mouth, She said she was happy, and she just lost her son. I mean, how can that be? (laughs) That's what really got me. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Janice M. Nessa R. followed by Larry K. Nessa R. star one. All right. Well, let's go to Larry K. first, and then we'll circle back to Nessa R. Hi, this is Nessa. Is there Oh, me? yeah. Now I can.
7: Hello. Oh, yes. I was having a great, great trouble on uh, I'm, I'm sorry. So more than just even, this is Nessa R. I am a recovered compulsive in Canada, and uh, you know, to me, these paragraphs speak about our primary purpose, which is to carry the message of recovery to those who still suffer, although. Yeah, it refers to us uh, newcomers. But you know, newcomers are not people who are here for the first or second time. Newcomers are also people who have been here for a long time and have either never been.
0: Nessa, we're having a hard time hearing you. You're fading in and out. See, we can't hear now? you at all.
8: Can
0: you hear uh, we'll me, me now? Yes. Hello? Yes.
7: Sorry, you can hear me. Okay, great. So I was saying that um, you know, this, this paragraph alludes to or talking about um our primary uh purpose, which is to carry the message of recovery to those who still suffer. And, you know, here it refers to the newcomer, but to me, newcomers are not only those who are here for the first or second time, they're also people who have been here for a long time and have either never been exposed to the message of recovery or they have been exposed to the message of recovery, but for whatever reason, they haven't absorbed it. And what is the message of recovery? It's very simple. You know, abstain 100% from all your pure foods, ingredients, and behaviors so you can work the steps according to the outline in the, in the big book so that you can experience a spiritual awakening that will open you up to a beautiful relationship with a higher power that will solve all your problems and that is the message of recovery and so our purpose uh, well, I guess there's two purposes. Those who are not yet recovered do need to go to the so-called strong meetings to hear the message, to immerse themselves in the message, to find a recovered sponsor that will, will take them through the process. And those who are recovered need to go to the so-called weak meetings in order to carry the message, in order to spread the message for those who care to have it. Um, you know, that is our primary purpose, nothing more and nothing less, you know. Um, as an unrecovered person, my purpose is to get the message so I can recover and be uh, become a link in the chain. And for those who are recovered, uh, it behooves us to not just go to the meetings that we find inspiring because there's so many um, to go to the meetings where where those people are not there to um to spread the message um you know whether it's face-to-face meetings or phone meetings or online meetings whatever it is you know our primary purpose is to carry the message of recovery this is what this paragraph says to me and uh, with that i pass
0: thank you thank you R. larry k followed by vasa o
9: hey julie good morning good morning larry uh recovered Compulsive reader from Chicago the, um, I want to focus in on, on the words uh, focusing on the words happy in their release. see these these early pioneers were happy in their release. You know, what were they released from? They were released from a hopeless state of mind and body And you see you know freedom you know, I've heard it on this line and I really agree with it freedom is not free. In fact, you know, I would, I would suggest to anyone on the line that, that never in history has freedom been free. I mean, it, it's not free. You know, how does one fight for this release, happy in their release? Only one way, with correct actions. These actions are laid out in the steps they're laid out the instructions are in our text it's a it's a textbook to me anyway it's the very instructions that gave me freedom from this bondage and I had to take correct actions and when I when I was ready because we've also heard on this line there's a timing and a rhythm to this deal. boy, I wasn't ready for a long time but when I was ready I began to take correct actions, and I began to take them in a different way. I began to take them for the first time in sequence, which means, I think, one after the other in the correct order. And, you know, you can believe what you want to believe, but I I will always believe that this program of action, for me, is divine in nature. See, the pioneers of the the 12 steps were given the ultimate freedom. They became untethered from self by taking a series of simple steps that led to the escape from this seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And it's tantalizing to imagine that you can have freedom from that. So alignment with the God of our own understanding doesn't have to be my God. You get to decide it was always the pathway towards this true freedom. It was always the pathway for me to become untethered. And yet the paradox is, we can't see what we can't see, and we can't know what we don't know. See, working the steps in sequence leads us across the bridge. And the steps don't give a damn what I think about them philosophically, theologically, or, or even, you know, rationally. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I just have to row, 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 row my boat. And if I row my boat, then I could be given this freedom. With that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Larry Kay. Vasa O, followed by Chrissy G.
3: Thank you, Julie. It's Vasa. Grateful rec- recovered compulsible reader calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And I like this reading. After suffering for so many years, with the food addiction, I was so, so, so grateful that I found a solution to my problem. And that I had been trying to find the problem for many, many, many years, and I failed over and over and over. And I was just, just so excited. There was something out there that, you know, there was a solution. And the solution for me was my sponsor. God bless her that she introduced me to the program. She's a TASA. The only way we're going to do this is running to a higher power, finding a higher power greater than ourselves, and then submit to the 12 steps. And I was ready to do whatever it took. I said, I will, I will do any of that stuff as long as I don't do it by myself, myself any longer. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I didn't want to die, and I was ready. I really, you know, I, this was my last hope. After trying everything else, this was my, my last hope. And people were calling me back from the, the health clubs and different places to go back, you know. And I remember saying, "I I found the solution. I don't need to go back there." Thank you very much for your calls. And I was always looking for the solution out there. If somebody said something, I I tried that. I tried everything I you know I heard about, and none of it it worked. And now it's to pass it on. Uh, we are so fortunate to have this meeting, especially this vision from for you, for me. I mean, I found this like four years ago. I can do it from my own home. Before I was tra- traveling all over, and I was glad to be traveling all over, you know. But now I, I still have my two meetings, they're very local. And I can get on this meeting even if I don't talk on this meeting, if I don't share. I'm on it, or I can put it on. I can listen to the callback number of the uh, the special edition on Sunday. I was listening to it around 2 o'clock this morning. I couldn't sleep, so I turned it on, and I was ready to hear it. But, oh, you know, it's such a gift to have what we have. Years ago, people traveled all over in Maine or even now different places, you know, they go far away, half an hour, 45 minutes, to go to a meeting. So I just, I'm, it's so blessed. And I'm, this is what I do. This is my mission, just to pass it on gladly with happy. There's nothing that I want in return. That's why my sponsor, sponsor said, give it away. I, I don't want anything Vasa from you. Just pass it on. And this is my mission. Thank you for letting me share and I pass.
0: Thank you, Basta O, and Chrissy G. You're
3: next. Hi, this is Chrissy G. Recovered compulsive
10: overeater and anorexic from New Jersey. And can you hear me? I can. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I was just thinking about how I, this program starts with trying, really trying to stay sober, stay abstinent. Um, have have a spiritual awakening so you could feel better, you know that uh, get sober, get abstinence so your life could get in order so that your family would stop threatening to to leave or commit you or whatever your job is, you know being threatened and it that's the way it it begins and by the by the time we go through the steps and get to the 12th step. And we're we're giving it away, and we're we're hopefully doing that from from day one in some way. Whether it's just committing to do the the work, because that's service. You know, I need people to do the work. I need to take people through the work, and I'm so grateful when they when they sit down and they do it and they give me the opportunity to do service, because I know that that's what makes makes it it continue and for my my own program to grow and, and for me to continue in recovery. So I'm so grateful for that. By the time we do that and we come to the point where, where we're giving it away, it's an amazing change that happens and it, it is a part of the spiritual experience that when I was living my life just on a material plane and just for myself, what it brought me was addiction and misery and then turning it around to save myself from that misery. I'm able to see where, where the true happiness lies and that's in being selfless and giving to other people. And so that just grows and expands from that place. So it's such a, it's such a mystery and it's such a miracle that God teaches us the true way of happiness through this program. At least that's what I, I learned the true meaning of happiness through this program is in giving to other people and forgetting about my own problems and really focusing on other people. And that's not to say, you know, uh, in the extreme, I still need to be present in my own life and responsible to myself and, and do the next right thing for my life. My life is still important, but I don't get bogged down in it. I just do what I have to do for myself and then get busy doing work and helping others, and that's all I have thanks.
0: Thank you, Christy G. And um, I want to let everybody know that we are on page 159, starting with the last paragraph, a year and six months later, reading through two paragraphs that end with, when next he stumbled. Who would like to share?
11: Ross Russ
0: M, Reva Leia P, Leah M, Leia M, Suji, Suji, Valerie B, Lauren, Lauren N, Valerie B and Lauren. Let's take this group. Lauren N. All right. Russ M, followed by Reva P.
11: Good morning. This is Russ M. Compulsive overeater. In Narsam, um, Pennsylvania. So when I hear these passages, you know, uh, I think of how much I appreciate this program and what our forefathers uh, sacrificed for the big program to get get to all of us. And I'm sure I'm being redundant, but every time I speak, I can't help but give these these men and women credit because. We wouldn't be on this line if it wasn't for them. And uh, I was alluded to earlier about how some meetings are run, tools meetings, and, you know, if it wasn't for those tools meetings, I wouldn't be on this line. Having said that, last night I went, I I had the privilege of of sharing my story with one of my local uh, face-to-face meetings. And you know, a feeling came over me, and I was overwhelmed. And and uh, my point is that it's because of this meeting, because of being in the Big Book and studying the Big Book, that I can even be doing what I'm doing. You know, surviving today, breathing. And when I left there last night, I was I was slightly down because I see people in the in the rooms that are still suffering, and I'm not saying. That I got it, and it, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you know I, I I was pretty good. I'm pretty good at compulsive overeating, and the solution is in that big book for me. I can't live with someone else's program. But as I spoke about the big book, and I just did, I it was no holds barred. I can't I can't help it. It just came off of me. You know, people perked up and when people shared, they shared about the big book and what it did for them and the staff. So there's a need for this out there. I'm not saying we gotta change everything. I'm just saying we gotta keep it real. As my man Charles says, we gotta keep it real. You know, we can't be afraid to to look at ourselves. We can't be afraid to be truthful with ourselves. And, you know, there's truth in that book. And uh it will, it will bring freedom. I'm getting a little choked, choked up and I'm anxious on the phone, which I hardly ever am. It's because, you know, I, I can't hold back with this anymore because that's my solution. Russ Adams' solution is in this book. And it, and I was pretty bad. I was pretty bad compulsive reader. reader I know I'm talking in circles, but, you know, if it wasn't for you guys on the line and the people that put this together, this group, I wouldn't have not even a speck of freedom, not even a speck. And I wouldn't be able to be a good man to my wife or to my kids or people I deal with every day. because I was a hot mess. And I just want to thank you all and I appreciate you hearing me and just being there for me because you don't know how, how much these shares and this book and this text and the moderators and Vision for You have changed my life. And I want to thank you for that. And I love you and I. Wish you guys the best and keep it going. Have a a wonderful day. With that, I'll pass. Congratulations.
0: Thanks for sharing. Thank
11: thank you, Russ M. Um,
0: Somebody's unmuted. Not sure if you know that. Reva P., you're next, followed by Leah M. Good morning. It's Reva P.,
12: Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. Uh, Two things struck me from these paragraphs, and the first one is, um, the concept of being happy in my release and a spiritual way of life. And um, what is the release? Um, the release is not just, you know, these guys are not picking up their alcohol or I'm not picking up my binge foods, binge foods, but they're released from the desire, from the need to pick up. They don't even need their substance anymore. And that's a result of working the steps. And also the same thing with the spiritual way of life. They're not saying anybody interested in a really good food plan um, because that's not the solution. Um, The solution is a spiritual way of life, which comes as a result of working the steps. And then the second thing I was thinking about is, you know, they're getting together every night. And then in addition to that, they're having meeting one night a week like why do they need to keep getting together they've got it they've worked through the steps they're recovered Um, they could just go their merry way and it reminds me about this business of living in 10 11 and 12 that we continue and continue and continue because life continues challenges come up and we all have this is anybody everyone like how inclusive is that and bring all the problems which means we might all have different issues and life events and challenges, and it doesn't matter because there's one solution that's like one size fits all. It, it just covers everything, and I need to continue, continue. Um, so I need this frequent contact, and that's why I'm really encouraged when we hear the same people on the line today that were on the recordings you know, five years ago because we need this frequent contact because we don't stagnate. It's impossible for me to stagnate. Stagnation really means I'm going to go backwards. Um, I have to keep going forwards because there's always more growth ahead. And I'm just so grateful for this meeting. I too happened on it by chance because I um, was having some physical problems and couldn't get out to a face-to-face meeting. And it's been like the best thing um, for my recovery. So
0: I am just so grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Leah M., you're next.
8: Thank you very much. Uh, A little gathering of men and women happy in their release and constantly thinking how they might present their discovery to some newcomer. Um, you know, they had a focus and a mission and an aim and a goal, and that was to carry the message of recovery. And, of course, that reminds me of the fifth tradition. Every group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the uh, compulsive overeater who still suffers. And, you know, that is our expertise, so to say. You know, if you have a toothache, you're not going to go to a cardiologist, Um and, uh, you know, we who have recovered have been uh, given the power to help others. That's what our text teaches us. And, you know, that was true from these very early beginnings that we're reading about um there was an attraction there there was an attraction there there was a beauty and a perfection in it and you know it is a power greater than ourselves which has lifted us up out of the quicksand and set us safe on shore and that is uh the message that we're carrying and the exhilaration that's heard is the uh, appreciation and gratitude for this freedom I mean, God uses recovered people. I feel like, uh, you know, we're agents that God uses. We're necessary, but we're not sufficient in any change that a person makes. But we can certainly be a catalyst uh, by carrying a message of hope and possibility. And to me, that is the beauty. Uh, One of my favorite lines, actually, is on page 160 when it says, this strangely assorted crowd. You know, I just love this strangely assorted crowd, and it reminds me of uh, page 17 when it says, we are people who normally would not mix. And the beauty of that is that each and every one of us, um, has recovered at, as a result of the same 12 steps. You know, and we come from different backgrounds. We're young, we're old, uh, we come from different religions, uh, we we have different economic status, different education status, but what we have to offer today when we talk to a newcomer is that we are living proof that some power greater than human power is working in our lives no matter who and what we are. You know, I like to think of us like pieces of a mosaic that when pit Put together, form a picture of hope and possibility. And so uh, I just love the diversity. I love it. I relish in it. Um, You know, I'm so grateful for it. And, uh, you know, it's just a message that each one of, each and every one of us has a a special godly goodness and a unique way of giving that we have been destined to channel into the world and certainly into our meetings. And uh, with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Leah. And suji G. followed by Valerie B.
13: Good morning. This is Suji G. from Michigan, recovered by the grace of God. Um, what I really like about this is that the small group of recovered People. They met almost every night, but their whole intent was to decide to figure out how better to reach people because they had had failures. And um, this was not a group of people uh, mixed as far as uh, this meeting wasn't. Um, this was for recovered people trying to reach out to try to figure out how to help others. And then they had uh, I love this because they had the the um the meeting uh that was a place where people could also bring you know just just they were interested in spiritual things this was the Axford group coming from you know this is still still the Axford group we had not expanded from it and developed our own meetings yet and um they were presenting the spiritual and um they could bring their problems. It, it sort of reminds us of, of, reminds me of, our second hour meeting where people can ask questions. And um, but we, I had a. It's called a. I, it reminds me of being in this home, um, of mixed people. Uh, reminds me of the first antha I, I think of it as the first Alamo Club. I don't know if any of you have heard of the Alamo clubs, um, but I had one by me. And it was for fellowship and getting information. This is where a woman could find out where she could take her husband, or where she could um, place the for recovery, to to uh, dry out, and and also how to talk, you know, talk about her problems. Um, not an Al Anon meeting, but it's an Al O club, and in. Uh, it just seems like that's how that started, and then to have, a, to have a couple so dedicated, and by what was going on, that they opened their home completely um, at first just for the meetings, and then completely dedicated their home for the, the for the work. And they weren't even alcoholics. I mean, they 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 just saw the the joy and saw the. Um, the help that people were getting and wanted to be a part of it. And so um, that's what I got out of it. And I, with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Sue G. And I'm not sure if the noise was coming from your phone, but... Um, so it it was coming from unmuted. my husband. I'm
5: sorry. It was coming from oh, my husband. Oh,
0: okay. okay. <laughs> um, uh, Valerie B., followed by Lauren Ann.
14: Hi, this is Valerie B., a recovering compulsive overeater, and um, you know, I I'm just amazed at you know the 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 power that comes from doing the steps and the love that I've seen released, you know, in people's hearts, um, you know, towards me since I've been in this program. I, I'm just amazed, and um, <clears throat> you know, I just have to remind myself that three years when I came to this program, you know, I was, you know, basically curled up, you know, um, you know, asking God to please take me. I can't do this life anymore. You know, I mean, I wouldn't do anything to hurt myself, but, you know, I was wanted him to do it. And, um, you know, and now I look on my life and, um I'm working, I'm making more money in the field that I'm licensed in than I've ever done in the last ten years. Um my relationship with my daughter who three years ago we were totally estranged from each other. You know, I I'm just gonna be totally like I had a you know, I had a, a peace order again, you know, so that we, you know it was all it was so bad. Um my oldest daughter who doesn't live here, we were hardly talking. And um, when I started to work on myself and, you know, do the steps and and everything, um, it didn't come fast. You know, I went through a few sponsors. Um, It didn't come fast, but, and it didn't come easy. And, And I still struggle. You know, I still struggle. But my life has gotten so much better through the implementation of these steps and through the fellowship of you all you know every morning listening you know and and people coming on the line with such love and gratitude i'm like i want that i want that and um i have to be very honest you know i i, I had recently released my um my uh my sponsees because I, I kept, you know, I kept grabbing a handful of this and a handful of that, and I'm like, no, this is, this is BS. I need to let, I need to let go, because in the, in the big book, it says that, you know, um, one requirement to, to recovery is the ability to be honest. And um, and I thought, you know what, I I gotta be honest, and it, you know I'm telling you it works, and I'm you know I'm I'm working I'm working on you know this is my I'm going on my second day of you know clean and clear, you know um you know total um you know abstinence recovery, um, my sponsor's working with me, um, my higher power is working with me, and and, and I'm amazed at the connection you know, to God. Now, this is somebody that, you know, I, I've I'm had...
0: It, okay, it, I guess my time is up. Okay, thank you for letting me share.
15: Bye. Okay. Thank you. And Lauren Ann, you will be
0: our last share.
15: Good morning, all visionaries. This is Lauren N. Thank you so much for your service, everyone, on uh, Team Wednesday. Um. I get so tongue-tied when I unmute. This program has helped me so much, and this fellowship has allowed me to be out of myself and to realize I'm not a victim in my life anymore. Thank God I have found you and you found me, or we have found each other, because I would... I would not be in the place I am in today, thank God. I'm in gratitude, I'm in recovery, I'm in service. And with that, I get to give back and to realize that I have something to give back. I'm no longer that selfish or it wants to be there, but I... I'm no longer that selfish, self-seeking person that I have. I know I have God at my back, and I have you all behind there. You all are my gods with skin, and God with skin helps me be in loving kindness today. And thank you all for doing that and for being there for me. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, uh, Lauren. And um, the share ID for today, Wednesday, October 18th, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting is 10,558. It is now time to close our meeting. And I'd like to thank everyone who shared. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And will Mora Z please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Mora Z, star one to unmute. Hello. Mora Z? Okay. Um, Janice, Ann, Julie, would you... I'm here. Oh, okay, thank you. The phone was. Um... I'm sorry.
4: <clears throat> More Z. recovered in Virginia. Thank you for your service. It's meant to be effective
0: only. We realize we know. More, we can't really <laughs> hear you.
2: I can do that for you.